Okay, Koei Army, we are back and reloaded with new Manscaped clobber to talk about. Hopefully, you've already got yourself some Manscaped gear and levelled up your sack shaving, but things are about to get better still, just like Ipswich Town next season. Manscaped have just launched their new lawnmower 4.0 right across Europe, and let me tell you, right now, it's an upgrade. Think Joe Piggott coming in for Ollie Hawkins. Next level, baby! I've tried it and can honestly say it's a big improvement. All the stuff you loved about 3.0 is still there, but there's new features added. You can now engage a travel lock because, let's face it, no one wants to be pulled over by airport security with a vibrating suitcase. At least with Manscaped, though, your boys and gooch would be spotless for that strip search. There's also additional guard lengths you can build up to going full chaplo. It's not for everyone, after all, as Big Stewie Watson found out. There's also a new wireless charging system which uses electromagnetic induction. I have no idea what that means, but I like it. Not quite as sexy as a midfield three of Lee Evans, Raheem Harper and Scott Fraser, but we're getting there. So get involved, Koei Army. If you've been putting off joining the Manscaped revolution, now is the time. Get yourself a new lawnmower 4.0 with 20% off and free delivery by using the code KOA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off everything and free delivery with the code KOA at manscaped.com. Make your nuts, look the nuts, and now on with the podcast. Hello friends and welcome to a very special late night edition of the Kings of Anglia podcast. It's deadline day, it's coming up to 20 past 11, the whole Heath household is asleep, the whole Warren household is asleep, but luckily friends, two of us are still awake. I'm your host Mark Heath and with me, Andy Warren from his dimly lit spare room slash office, Andy it's been a tremendous day. It's been an exciting day. It's been a very busy day. How has it been for you? It's been a long day. I don't. Know, I never know what to do with the lighting when we do this at night in here, because the lap, the, the main light is directly above my head, which makes me look ridiculous. <laughs> my lamp is also appalling. So, uh, yeah, we'll go with the ghost story, kind of dimly lit face. But yeah, yeah. What a what a day. What a three what a three months it's been. It's um. At points, it felt like the end of this transfer window was never ever going to come, but it um, it has, and it's mm. uh, and it's come with um, a pretty spectacular ending, all things considered. Yeah, in terms of the the, the nature of the window, it couldn't really finish in more suitable style, could it? With the uh, the signings they've made today, which obviously we'll, we'll come on to in a minute, you may notice that we may be speaking in hushed tones. Obviously, as I say, this is a a late night edition of the podcast, and Andy's. Young family are sleeping nearby. My wife, the boss, is in bed not too far away upstairs. Um, and I'm trying not to get too excited because I've been given my orders not to wake her or the dog up. Uh, and you may see, if you're watching on video, I've, I've had to relocate into uh, the main office of Heath Towers, which is where the boss normally runs her business from. I've um, I've been sent downstairs, so I can't be too noisy. <laughs> it, look, it, it suits you. You... Um... <laughs> You're in palatial surroundings. Now the real, now the real, uh, the real worker in the house has gone to bed. You're allowed in the in the big boys' room. Exactly that. And as I say, it's a late night edition. So at some point, Andy is going to take his top off. I probably am going to swear. I've already got Andy a little whiskey on the go to mark the Aww. end of uh, mark the end of transfer deadline day, which is always a little uh, tradition I have for myself. But let's waste no further time, Andy. I want want you to answer one question before we get properly into this. 
Are you, Andy Warren, excited? No. <laughs> the amount of times you've told me that I don't get excited, I, I believe it now. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm relatively excited. Let's go that far. Come on, you, you, your balls are tingling a little bit, aren't I'm they? Ar- I'm aroused. Yeah, and it's not just that. It's not just the manscaping you've been doing. It's been uh, it's been one hell of a window. Let's talk about today then, Hutchie, and then we'll talk about the whole the whole thing. Ipswich Town finished, went out in a blaze of glory. Signings eighteen and nineteen made today. Um, Burst Sansalini we knew was was happening yesterday. Um, Christian Walton obviously arrived yesterday. The keeper Burstant was unveiled at eight a.m. this morning. We were sat doing a video. Um, I hadn't even had a shower this morning, Hutchie, little peep behind the curtains when we did that video um, with, with uh, Selena signing. And then at 9.30, Sam Morsey, the cherry on the cake, um, was also announced. So your thoughts first on, on those two signings and, and how important they are in the grand scheme of this giant rebuild at Ipswich Town. Look, I think we've got we got excited about a few of these signings. Some of them have, have shown it on the pitch, but... I think you could very definitely argue that these are kind of a best till last scenario um, in so many in so many ways. Um, we'll talk about them both. I'm sure this light is awful. Mate, it's not it's not doing much for my image. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I think you can, I think I probably would argue that it's kind of a best till last mm. scenario. Selena was always. Clearly, clearly, the attacking options they brought in this summer are, are ridiculous in many ways. But Selena was always seen as the cherry on top of those. Um, mm. They've got him after months of trying to get him. Um, we've seen that they need a midfielder like Sam Morsi, um, and clearly, he's a he's a player that Paul Cook has loved for a very long time, and. Mm. Um, to say that they've been trying to get him for months would been would be inaccurate, but he's clearly someone that Paul Cook would have wanted. He, I think, he would take him to any club that he managed, mm. and he's been someone they've monitored for months, not believing that they could necessarily get him. But the stars have aligned, and when they did, they've um, they've gone all out to do it. They've mm. they've gone big on this this last one with with Morsi, and. Um, yeah, I would argue that it's saving the best till last. How have they managed this, Andy? Because Selena, we've talked about before, is 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 not really a League One player. He's never a League One player. Um, and Sam Morsey has been playing in the Championship for Middlesbrough. He's a player that has been playing at a higher level, um, Egyptian international. And he, like many others, has decided to take a step down into, into League One and come to Ipswich Town. What <laughs> what is Mark Ashton giving to these people <laughs> to get them to step down? Because he's got some kind of uh, a magic selling going on, hasn't he? Yep, he's a good salesman, but I, look, we can't we can't ignore the fact that he's given them a lot of money. Mm, like, well, that, that <laughs> helps. These, these these people are being incredibly well incredibly well paid. Sam Morsi still had two years left on a championship contract, a, mm. a significant five figure a week. Some, I would imagine, his Middlesbrough contract. Not sure if they'd have quite reached that figure here at Ipswich, but they're going to have they're going to have had to have got close to um, mm. to convince him. He signed a three year contract here, so essentially they've given him a one year extension. But 
they'll have offered him a really good financial package. Same same with Selena. Um, same with lots of these players. They've act, but but what I think they've also been able to give them is sort of a glimpse of a plan. Um, yeah. They've been able to present with Mark Ashton has, has been able to present himself as being a man with a hand kind of firmly on Attila, um, firmly in control of a plan. And there's a clear vision coming from the ownership. So I think you can't ignore the finance, but there are other there are other kind of strings to the, the Ashton bow here that, that he's been able to to show these these players. And I think I think it's kind of snowballed a lot. Mm. I remember we months ago now we were sitting here kind of for a couple of weeks talking about Sonny Bradley, weren't we, at, at Luton about how if they could get that deal done, which they didn't at the time. Um, things could snowball, and if I'm honest, kind of sitting, I was thinking, I was sitting here this evening, kind of after the Morsi deal had just been announced, and thinking, you know what, if if they were trying to get Sonny Bradley today, mm. they'd, they'd probably get him. Yeah. Um, there's probably enough now to kind of to get to get that deal done. He obviously signed yeah. a new contract at Luton. It, Ipswich then went elsewhere with with Burgess and Edmondson. So two two signings there that there's a lot to like about. But I, I think they could have done that Sonny Bradley deal today if mm. if it had been now that they'd gone for it because th- things have snowballed. I think players will look at a squad being completely rebuilt almost from scratch and think, I, f- I fancy a bit of that. Every time a new piece gets added, I fancy a little bit of that. And then um, then ultimately they've managed to do these do these two today so the ambitions there the finances there and 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 the the suits if you want are there mm. to sell it and it's all seemingly come together they just got to do it on the pitch now mm. indeed and that's something we'll come on to in due course i also want to talk about who's going to play because that's going to be a big issue because they can't all play all these incredible signings a lot of them or some of them at least can't even sit on the bench so we'll talk about that in due course but let, let's rewind andy uh, hutchie my old friend um to the start of things where where Cook first used the term demolition man, and we got again quite aroused by that and all excited about what was to come. And there were kind of little bits we were hearing and this that, and the other. Did you expect though back then, even with words like that and the things we were being told, that this is what we were going to get? How would you contextualise this window in terms of <laughs> your career covering transfer windows mm-hmm. in football? <laughs> um, well, it's, it's by far the most the most mad transfer window I've ever I've ever covered. Um mm. going back to April when kind of the, the demolition man moniker was was thrust at us by by Paul Cook. That day, um we I, I was doing the press conference that day down down Zoom just as I am now, staring down my little my little laptop and my honestly the the look in Paul Cook's eye when he was saying those things was was it, was so intense like i you don't you don't i've never really experienced a a kind of press conference like that before in terms of mm-hmm. the intensity he he he'd been angered i think it was i can't remember if it was the wimbledon loss or the northampton loss but it was one of those appalling 3-0 tuesday night away losses and it was before the saturday game and he was he was furious he i think he'd only seen the players for the first time um since that game that morning um 
and he was furious. He'd come in and he, he was a man that had come in to speak his mind and he did exactly that. But I think I'd be lying if I then assumed that, yep, that means that that 20 odd players are all going to be moved on. Um, but by the time it got round to the, the day after the, the Fleetwood game on the final end, final day of the season, you start hearing a bit more that actually, yeah, loads of these players are going to be released today. Um, and they were. And a couple of days after that, Stu and I had worked really quite hard to put a, a story together about just, just how great that was going mm. to be. And I'll be honest, it's worked out pretty much exactly as we were told um, by various people that it was going to go. Everybody told they could go, barring a handful. Largely, it's they've all kind of come to pass. That's how it's happened. But e- even back then, I, f- I felt I was, we were extremely confident in the, the sourcing of that story. Hmm. But again, we kind of... We talked about it. We sat out, na- to paint a picture, we were sat outside Nando's. Um, nice. When we were only allowed to be outside at this point in May and um, talking about it. And we thought, well, there's going to be a way back for him. There's a way back for him. They might be able to use him a little bit. Um, but no, it's actually turned out exactly as we were we were told. It's just um, we had no idea who the replacements were going to be at that point. Yeah, it's been it's been absolutely staggering, hasn't it? I mean, you can't really think of enough kind of hyperbole, hyperbolic, hyperbolic words to to describe it. Um, it's one of those rare things where words are not really enough. I just want to read out um, the ins before we talk about them because I think it's worth recapping. So, nineteen players in: Wes Burns, Lee Evans, Raheem Harper, Macaulay Bon, Vaclav Hladky, Matt Penny, Joe Piggott. Scott Fraser, George Edmondson, Connor Chaplin, Louis Barry, Sonne Aluko, Kyle Edwards, Hayden Coulson, Cameron Burgess, Tom Carroll, Christian Walton, Bursant Salina, and Sam Morsey. When you when you kind of read them all out, it, it, it's kind of well unbelievable, really, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a ridiculous transfer window. That's happened, Andy. What um, we've talked about this before. Of those nineteen signings, um, I've asked you before about who you think was the, the best signing of the summer, and you've, you've hinted there at the start of the show that you think the best may actually have been last. So now that the window is slammed shut, as it always does, it never closes quietly and apologetically; it always slams. Um, what do you think now is is the best signing of the window, or the best two or three signings? What stands out for you? Uh... I, I, look, it's, it's transfer deadline day. They've just signed Bursant Salina and Sam Morsi, <laughs> and that, as a as a two, as a duo, you've put a, you've got a cherry on top of the attacking cake there, and you've got the what feels like a missing piece mm. for midfield. We've not seen some of these signings yet. We've still not seen George Edmondson. Um, obviously, they've signed a new goalkeeper. Um, oh, it's impossible to say who's who the best is. Um, some of those signings have, have done better than I thought they would do short term. Some of them, mm. some of them haven't. Um, but the two today are, are fantastic, and even alongside them, someone like Kyle Edwards to have as a permanent Ipswich Town player on a long term, a long term contract. He, he, that signing is the kind of like Selena is is one of these previous 
Mick McCarthy lone players that was a bit of stardust sprinkled mm. on a workman like team and was immediately unattainable. Like they came in on loan, and you're like, yep, they're going to be here for a year. That's it. And then Edwards is Edwards not having the pedigree perhaps of, of those guys, but clearly has the ability. So, yeah, if you, if you really pushed me for a, a best signing, I'd say him. Um, but the two that have come in today, um, you can't argue against them either. I just wonder if maybe a year down the line when it's which town of storm to promotion glory and we're in the championship and, and plotting, talking about how to get back into the Premier League. I wonder if we'll look back on this day and say that Sam Morsey was the key to unlocking everything. Quite often in these massive team rebuilds turnarounds, there's a player who maybe does is not the flashy um, superstar, if you like, but is the glue that holds a team together, the, the, the straw that stirs the drink, to use a, a baseball phrase. Um, and you just wonder if Sam Morsey, given everything we've seen so far this season, and his history with Cook could be that kind of catalyst um, that, that fires town forward from this point onwards. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what Matt Holland was for years at, at Ipswich. I'd describe him as a, a straw that would mm. would stir the drink. He had people like oh, Kieran Dyer, David Johnson, Marcus Stewart, Jim Magilton, Martin Royser. Mm. All around, all around him, but he he just stayed there, stirring the drink. Was never, never flashy. Um, did things that other players wouldn't necessarily want to do, and did them without making a big deal about it. It's the same with any walk of life, isn't it? Everyone needs those. Every business, every workforce needs those kind of people. Um, oh yeah, you, you could well. It's, we've certainly seen that he's a missing piece. We've seen it mm. in the in the game so far. So um, he's, he comes in and solves a touch word comes in and solves, solves a problem. Um, And that problem has currently got Ipswich in the relegation zone. So Mm. if by solving that problem, they suddenly start leaping forward, then uh, yeah, you could well be right. Okay. So that's one problem. Let's talk about the wider problem now, which is a good problem to have Andy, but they've signed 19 players They've got an unbelievable, particularly in terms of attacking options, an unbelievable array of attacking options. And it's just not going to be possible for all these players, not only to play, to start, but even to sit on the bench. So that clearly is going to be a man management thing for Cook to tackle going forward. Um, who who would you, though, of all the options, who do you see being the kind of the key starting eleven going forward? I mean, you'd imagine Walton has come in to take Hagley's place in goal, wouldn't you? That's the only way that, that really makes sense. And he he sits on the bench for a while and thinks about his, his start to life and, and tries to, to get back mm. into the side. Um, where else do you, do you see um, players playing in, in this now fully finished Ipswich Town squad? Yeah, I think I think he'll ultimately be in goal. There's a two-week, pretty much two-week run-up now to their next mm. game as well. So they, they have got some time to work on this. I think, I think, I think it's pretty clear... A back four of Vincent Young, Edmondson, uh, Burgess, and Colson will emerge um, mm-hmm. at some point. You'd think um, that's maybe harsh on Luke Wolfenden. Don't forget, there's Toto and Siala in there. Um, but I think I think logic says that that will emerge as the back four. Uh, Morsi will be 
Morsi's probably going to be the, the full-time club captain. I, I would be staggered if that didn't happen from this point. There's a reason Cook didn't give that to Lee Evans. Um, I'm not entirely sure who will partner him. I, I think you could make a, a case for either of those two, Evans and Raheem Harper, to, to drop mm. out and be replaced. My gut feeling at this point is that that potentially for the next game, which will be at home to Bolton, Morsi and Evans might be the two. Um, I don't know, but um, I think that could be a bit more fluid, that position next to Morsi. Mm. Um, I think Macaulay Bon, all the signs are that he he should be the one up top. And then that's where you've got the real problems <laughs> behind that. In Selena and Edwards, can you play them both in the same team? It'd be exciting, definitely, definitely. Um, but players like that aren't on it in every single game. So mm. um, you'd think that they're going to be playing there. I, I've got this feeling, I don't know, but I've got a feeling that, that Selena may play centrally um, because Edwards clearly is, is a left-sided player. Selena's play cent- played centrally a lot. Um, I'm sure he could play on the right, but both Selena and Edwards are right-footed, looking to cut in from the left. And then, say you do that, you've got, for the right side, you've got Wes Burns, Louis Barry, who can play there. He's a central player as well. Chaplin can play central and wide. Aluko. Um, Where's Scott Fraser going? Scott Fraser. It's crazy. It is crazy, isn't it? So, um, good problems to have, but I you know, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see which way that shakes out. But you can never have too many attacking options, really. No, and 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 there is an absolutely bristling arsenal that that Paul Cook now has at his disposal. We, obviously, James Norwood, Joe Piggott there as well. We've not discussed um, Piggott seems to have lost his starting spot for the for the time being. But in terms of the rest of League One, looking at this squad, Andy, <laughs> what what would you think they'll be making of it? Because it it, on paper, it's it's a remarkable squad, isn't it? And we've been here before, and I've I know I'm guilty of hyperbole and, and going over the top a bit. And I, I wrote something before last season saying that Town squad is not only good, it could be great. But you compare that squad to this squad, and and there's no real comparison, is there? On paper, at least, it's different, isn't it? Um, you, the way that other squad, the previous squads were built, was some some young players like mm. Downs, Downs and Dazelle in there. Then there's kind of the Hurst. The Hurst mob of 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 Jackson Edwards, Enciala, Nolan, who were all stepping up to play in the championship and got bruised bruised mm. by that. Um, lots of these players are stepping, with respect, stepping down to play to play in League One. Um, so, I think in terms of mentality and pedigree. It's a different, it's a different kettle of fish. There are mm. some, I think there are, I think some players have left the club that could very easily have been involved in this, in this squad. Um, starting, not so sure, but very, some have left that could very easily be involved in it. But in terms of pedigree in League One, it, 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 this squad is mismatched to almost every other club in mm. the league. In the league. Um, league One is a is a league of mismatches. It's kind of got a a heavy a heavy ex championship presence now that seems to get heavier every year. And some 
some some spending in there and then you got other teams like Accrington and and Wimbledon Cheltenham Cheltenham who have just lost their kind of long throw expert to non-league football um in Ben Tozer he's gone to Wrexham so it's a league of mismatches and there's no there's going to be no kind of no sympathy for Ipswich from here um mm. I think everyone's going to look at them and think this team should be right in that mix for automatic promotion kind of minimum minimum target so we talked for so many years about Ipswich having a target on their backs in this division but that that target is is even greater now I would say mm. and what 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 does this mean for for Paul Cook because it he has been backed unbelievably there's, there's probably not another manager in football English football at least that's been back to the extent that he has been by the, the owners and Ashton and he has completely overhauled the squad the squad is now 100% undeniably his he clearly didn't fancy the players he had last season they're all gone and he's got this new exciting squad but now he's got to make it work um, and we've got to see I mean realistically we've got to see start to see results pretty quickly haven't we I mean they've, they've yep. not won in five games um, they've got a week off this weekend, so in theory they could fall further behind the uh, the pack, um, and, and pretty soon with a squad like this, you've got to start stringing some wins together. Yeah, absolutely. I, like you can't argue that the owners and the investors have done their job. Mark Ashton has done his job. Hmm. Um, he's delivered this this squad of players. Look, some of those would some of those players will undoubtedly be players that. Paul Cook would kind of have se- severely pushed to get. Some will have been players that Ashton brought to the table. Hmm. Um, it's been stressed that that Cook has final say on all incomings. He's got his captain from Chesterfield and and, um, and Wigan. It's over to him. It is over to him. It's over to him, and it's over to the players to to deliver. Now, I think those off the pitch have done done their side of things all I don't think you could realistically argue that there's a hole in that squad now I think they they mm. flirted with the idea of bringing in another right back on top of what they've already got but I don't think they necessarily needed that I think with Vincent Young Danassian and even Wes Burns mm. I don't think that was necessary the big gap was that sort of ball winner combative midfielder they filled the gap and they filled it with a man who could, could not trust more than than the, the man that they got in Morsi so it's over it is over to Paul Cook now it's, it's mm. time to deliver it's time to it's time to hit the ground running now coming out of this break is the gelling has to happen uh the results have to happen and they've given themselves a bit of work to do to get firmly back into the, the mix. I'm not going to call it a promotion chase yet because mm. the, the table's not form, formed fully really, but they've given themselves some work to do and it's time to start doing that work now. Yeah. And in terms of the way it's fallen, uh, kind of adding to their squad, finishing the transfer window and now having two weeks, the best part of two weeks to train together before they next play. And then it's another home game against Bolton. Um, you couldn't really ask for, for more than that, could you? In terms of being perfectly set up to on you go. Now, now, you, now you you get the first win, and you start to really pick up. Um, there can't really be many more excuses now, can there? 
No, I think I think you're right. I think it's the perfect scenario now. We, mm-hmm. we know that we were even talking about this back in March and April, weren't we, about Cook not having time on the training pitch with his players. And mm. you know, to be to be fair, when he did get time with them um, back in March and April, it, it actually got worse because <laughs> <laughs> I think he realised just how far away from the, the fitness expectations that he had. Yeah. Um, that, that squad at that time, were and I think that that week is actually probably when a lot of his decisions got made in mm. in, in many ways. But he's got it now. Um, we keep being told that the injuries that are keeping people like Chaplin, Edmondson, etc., out are not major ones. Need days rather than weeks to clear up. They're, well, they're going to have that now. Um, it's the perfect is the perfect setup going into almost kind of hit the hit the reset button and start the start the season again, albeit with a, a little bit of a handicap. Yeah, but not, not nothing that's insurmountable just yet. Absolutely not, no. Um, Definitely not. You, if you can string 15 or 20 wins together in a row, which uh, is perfectly uh, under... Well, Bol- that's what Bolton did. Bolton, there you go. For, for, yeah. and, and they're the opponents next up. Bolton did that um, towards the end of the season. It, it can be done. I don't think it's going to be done by this Ipswich team. That's a, ridic- a like, ridiculous expectation, really, but got to start they've got to start stringing them in and reeling some of these teams in and get themselves back to where they should be mm. in, in the table mm. mate if any if any team is going to reel together 20 wins in a row looking at the town squad on paper in this league it's surely going to be Ipswich town you expect it to be um just before we move on to other other things on on deadline day Hutchie with it um I assume and you're a man that's very involved in in deadline day um in my experience football reporters either hate or love deadline day and I think is it fair to say that you're more in the love camp you kind of more than that yeah I'm further towards the love than the hate definitely I feel a bit mellow about it this year maybe it's just the uh the the months of um deadline days which it feels like have led up to this particular one but in general yeah I like them they're fun they're your time to shine, and you, you, you shone today. Your, your partner in crime, Stewie Watson, has taken the week off. But to be fair to Stewie, he's been filing stories from home. He's been nailing the uh, the transfer exclusives. He's got the Morsey one earlier today, which is fantastic. Just looking around the rest of League One, Andy, has there been any other kind of signings that have caught your eye? I note that um, Berahino has, has signed for Sheffield Wednesday, which is for yeah. me is, is another extraordinary signing for League One. I know he's had a yeah. kind of a down period in his career, but that guy, if he can get it together under Darren Moore, who he played for at West Brom, that he could completely <laughs> rip League One apart. That's going to go one way, one way or the other, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's some, there's some interesting, like later ones um, that have happened today. Will Griggs gone to Rotherham, mm-hmm. bang on the deadline. Um, maybe he'll be on fire at some point, but Sunderland to Rotherham, that's a, that's a big loan um, between two, two challengers you'd think mm. um our old friend curtis tilt has gone back to wigan uh wigan have signed two cent two um center backs today um curtis tilt being one of them um i'll be honest not, none none catch my eye like the ipswich ones that have, that have happened today um just scrolling down the list now of, of deals that have been done today to check whether i've i've missed any i'll tell you i'll tell you one that i did like actually is um Peter Chioso, who we 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 know from Northampton, he was on loan at Northampton last season from Luton. Uh, he's gone to MK Dons today for kind of a flying, flying right back. Um, mm. He look, he played really well against um, 
against Ipswich last season in both games. And um, yeah, I think he'll be a good signing for MK Dons. Um, not strictly a League One one, but I was interested to see that Teo Eden has moved from, from Lincoln to Blackburn in the Championship on a permanent deal. Okay. Um, someone that we obviously know a little bit about from here. Mm. But um, but yeah, there, there's some, you know, there's, there's some good sides in League One. It's not going to be easy for Ipswich from here, but... It, Every way you look at it and you look at these lists, like they've signed Burst San Salina. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 like, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. I, I can I just picture like other legal managers and chairman kind of sitting in the boardroom drinking the tea and then what? Yeah. Sign who? Mr. Chairman, can, can yeah. we have Burst San Salina? Yeah. No, 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 for, you can't. For first, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Let's move on, Hutchie, to, to an other news that's happened today. Armando Dropper, as um, expected, has completed his loan move, season-long loan move to Colu down the road, completing a bit more of a reunion down the A12 as well. Um, yeah. th- this is a good one for him, isn't it? I know you know he's certainly capable of playing at League One level, but for me, it, this ticks quite a lot of boxes for him in terms of development as a player, going somewhere with, with players he knows and uh, a team he'll, he'll get a chance to play for. Yeah, no, I, I think it. I think it does. He. There was a lot of interest in him, there, mm-hmm. uh, and I think a lot of that interest came from from clubs that were a little surprised, um, a little surprised that 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 he was available. But then when you see the Ipswich have signed Bursan Salina today, you kind of maybe are not are not surprised. Even even before that deal went through, I thought it was the right thing for him mm-hmm. to go out on loan. I do I do get the argument that that maybe he should stay and he's good enough to be part of this squad. I think he is good enough to be part of this squad. I think Paul Cook thinks he's good enough to be part of this squad. But Armando Dobra's role in this in this squad here at Ipswich would be to play in the EFL trophy, to be on the bench sometimes in the league and, what, play seven, eight games maybe? Mm. Certainly not full games the road to starting a league game would be difficult. And that's no slight on his ability. It's just in terms of where he's at compared to where someone like Selena or Edwards, who's three years older than him, Wes Burns, who's six years older than him. Dobra hasn't got those miles on the clock. He's played, what, he's in his third season now. And yeah, he's been around the first team for for three seasons here at Ipswich. Mm. but, But he's never, he's never truly nailed down a starting spot, not even close to that really, nailed down a starting spot and maybe he should have done at times. There are times where Paul Lambert could have used him more. Mm. He impressed him pre-season but for me, going away and playing from this point of the season on, he could play he could play 35, 40, 40 matches mm. from this point. By the sounds of things, he's going to be playing wide left. That's where, where Colchester see him coming in on his right foot. He's scored goals for the first team that way in the past. Um, I think it's great. I think it's great for him. I've seen people suggesting that, oh, why is he kind of linking up with a team of Ipswich cast off? So being around those people isn't going to help him. But I, I think the opposite. From what I gather, Cole, Cole Skews has been really heavily trying to recruit Dobra for, mm. this, for this loan move in the last few days. And I think I think what you said is, is right, kind of slipping into an environment where he can click immediately Mm. you would think is is perfect because the thing that happens with these kids is they go out on loan and we've seen it before haven't we with with Nidham and and Darba at other clubs and um 
if you don't kind of get playing straight away and you're not involved, these loans just turn into absolute nonsense for you. And you're you're not involved. You're sat on somebody else's bench miles from home. But if you can come straight into a starting lineup, which is likely what will happen with Dobra, you could get 35, 40 games at a good club, who a club that is hoping to be challenging for a playoff place this season. And um hopefully follow the Luke Wolfenden and Flynn Downs path rather than the um, Tristan Nyden one. I think it's a great move for him. I think you forget, you know, he's still a young lad. He's, he's just down the road so he can carry on living where he is at the moment. He's got players that he knows will take him under his wing and he can be a star for Colu at that level. Could be the making of him. I think it's a really good move for him. Someone else was on the move today and briefly, Andy, was actually the most read story on our website for, for, for an hour or so. Um, best known as the voice of the strike. <laughs> uh, sadly, um, I'm not sure what it says about his football career to, to date, but um, young Barry Cotter, um, formerly of this parish, is uh, has gone back to the homeland, doesn't he? Do we get to keep him? Is that it? Now that he's uh, fixed up, do we lose him? That's the problem, isn't it? It is a big um, issue. Yeah, he's with Shamrock Rovers now, been without a club since, I, I can't remember if it was either March or April, but his contract got paid up. Um, he, he, along with Janoi Dinassian, has had one of the most fascinating, bizarre Ipswich Town careers of any player that I've ever really come across. Like Barry Cotter's Ipswich Town arc was was ridiculous, really. He, he arrived as kind of a Neymar, <laughs> Neymar lookalike, a questionable Neymar lookalike, but but enough to make it into one of our website headlines. Mm. Um, was incredible on his debut. Was the trigger that ultimately ended up on a night that ended up with Mick McCarthy leaving. And then we just never see him again. Like he's got clear ability. I think there's question marks over his application of that ability, but he's another one that just needs to play football. The, the team he's gone to Shamrock Rovers, they're top of the, the league of Ireland premier division should, you know, it should be a good environment for him. I, I wouldn't surprise me if he one day comes back across the sea and that has another crack at England, but he needs to, um, Needs to work a few things out before mm. before he does that. The ability's there, but maybe the application isn't quite. He had a flair for the dramatic, as I seem to remember. Did he not score a winning penalty on his birthday yep. against? Yep. Was that, was that Peterborough in the? Yep. In something. The, in, I believe it was called the leasing dot com trophy at that point. Ah, there you go. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, uh, he's. And then in other games, he's played. He played an FA Cup game against Link, uh, Coventry, I think, and he got hooked at the break. Mm. And, um, and yeah, he's bizarre career. He's someone I'll always keep an eye on because I, I really like him as a player. He's he's quick, he's strong, powerful, good in the air, decent on the ball, vocal, but something just doesn't click with him. Um, yeah, and I think he maybe rubs people up the wrong way a little bit. Um, He's not. He's not a quiet, shy Irishman. He's, uh, <laughs> you know, he's around. But I'd, I'd, I'd love to see him do well again. And, um, you know, I, it wouldn't shock me if in a couple of years' time he had another crack at, another crack at England. Hopefully, he can prepare himself better for it this time. Mm. You'll always have a, a spot, Barry, as the voice of the strike. Welcome any time um, if you want to come back, and maybe we'll use you going forward. I don't know what the uh, the contract arrangement is and how much we're paying you, but it's probably not enough. Um, Andy, before we move on to, to other things, I guess we should finish with a little um, recap at the weekend from the weekend's game, which obviously seems a bloody long time ago now. Um, how will you reflect on this 
window. Now it's now it's all done and dusted. Um, and ex- as we say, an extraordinary, unbelievable, insane few weeks in the in the history of Ipswich Town. Um, how how are you in years to come? Look back at it. Do you think? Poor. Uh, it depends on how the team does. Hope, <laughs> hopefully, it's hopefully it's looking back on a on like a, a summer where a where a team was built in mm. from scratch. Mark Ashton uses an expression like building building the plane while it's already in the air, while it's already in flight, and that's you know, it's what they what's it's what they've done. They've built mm. an entirely new squad, and um, the hope's got to be that this isn't just the the bones of a a team that get Ipswich up into the championship. It it's really it's got to be kind of the bones of a team that's going to keep Ipswich in the championship and transition from being a League One club into a promotion fighting championship club. Yeah, there'll be if if that if that goal is achieved and they get there, sure, there's going to be a lot of change along the way. There's that this team won't, I imagine, be fighting for a place in the Premier League. There'll be changes, there'll be new newcomers. But I'll just reflect on it as just a fascinating two, three months of, of watching the most ridiculous major squad surgery I think anybody will ever mm. will ever see. Mm. And as as the big porker himself, Mike Bacon, has said several times on on this show, fans deserve it. Fans deserve it. I mean, it's been years of boredom. Uh, and transfer deadline day in, in the past was, was just a non-event, wasn't it, at Ipswich Town? We tried our best to hype it up, but realistically it was always like... Well, yeah, we're just going to end up looking at what other teams are doing, and oh, they've signed Kiefer Moore or something like that. For you know, mm. it, it was never, it was never really a big day, was it? But this this transfer window, deadline day, it, you know, it's, it has been everything mm. and more that we hope for. So, fingers crossed, this is indeed the catalyst, and it's part of the the turnaround at Ipswich Town. Certainly, it feels like it it could be. Um, before we move on to talk about the, the weekend's game, just a reminder, of course, a, a note for our sponsors. Um, Use the code KOA at manscaped.com to get 20% off and free delivery. All that excellent cover they've got there from um, various sorts of shavers, be they intimate or nasal. Um, to, it's still to pretty more... intimate, mate. If you're, it's still quite, it's still an intimate shave. I suppose, yeah, people. I suppose sticking something up your nose is is a pretty intimate act. There you go. There's your weed whacker right there for people watching on video. Um, yep. So use code KOA for 20% off and free delivery there. And also, Please support our new sponsor, the new Woolsey Theatre, with their new show, Never Lost at Home, um, which we, we spoke about. Unbelievably, Hutchie, because I'm in the other office. I haven't brought my promo read down with me. Um, blame the fact that it's night time. But uh, as I recall, it's a show about the uh, that unbelievable 1980-81 season where Town lifted the, F- the uh, UEFA Cup uh, off the back of the, the, the success of the 1978 show. Uh, and we're going to bring you, actually, a special show next week, speaking to the director, the writer, and also the star of that show, the guy who plays Bobby Robson. And I think that's going to be a really interesting show for us to do. Um, the tickets are available now on the new Woolsey website. Um, so get involved with that. It's going to be a really, really good show. Um, Hutchie, in, speaking of good shows, generally speaking, Ipswich Town games have been good shows this season so far. Um, and that was the case again at the weekend. We must have to reflect on that. I know it seems like a, a lifetime ago already. Um, but... <laughs> You start to get to the point, don't you, where when these things happen, where you wonder, is it are we cursed? Is, is there something? Is there something deeper going on here? Um, I remember back in the day, Derby County, when they opened Pride Park, ended up having the ground exercised because they didn't win at home for weeks, months, whatever it was, 
afterwards. Um, and that there's some suggestion that there may have been some kind of medieval soldier's grave disturbed um, when there was upgrades going on at, at Portman Road back in the early no- noughties. Uh, and since then, the club have been cursed. And sometimes you think, is there any credence in that? Because all this change, and it's still, they seem to be <laughs> never getting the, the rub of the green. It seems to be cursed. I don't know if we need to get someone in to, to wee in, in the four corner corner flag areas. I don't know how it Ross works. Ross would do that. Yeah, but he, he wouldn't do it as an exorcism. He'd just do it for a laugh, wouldn't he, the boy? Maybe um, that's what it needs. <laughs> a cheerful, a, the, the friendly face of exorcisms. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the game, obviously, the weekend. Town were tuned up. We thought, here we go. Jobs are good and and then, no. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's almost like the same old problems are, are kind of causing Ipswich issues, but the setting is just so different. Like last year, it was miserable nil-nil draws and things like that. Now it's just they're only capable of drawing two-two at home. Hmm. Um. The biggest outrage here is that it, it cost the million pound picks another another victory, which yeah. looked like it was in the bag. Luckily for me, though, I use I, I bet with a, a company who pay out once teams are two nil, <laughs> two nil up in matches. Um, You're not claiming that as a win. I'm not, no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not claiming it for the bank of, of million pound picks. Picks, but what yeah. I am what I am claiming is that the, the bank the bank of Andy Warren. Um, benefited benefited um so this was such a terrible idea because i've genuinely started gambling now i I don't (laughs) think i put an entire i don't think i've bet on football for about two years and now um spare the moment little feature in the name of uh in the name of podcasting has made me gamble but i'm actually quite well up (laughs) so uh the shares have done rather well yeah so in terms of, if we're talking about curses, um, I'm doing okay. So <laughs> don't you worry about me. Ipswich Town, however, um, not not doing okay. They didn't learn their lesson at all um, in terms of looking after the big Wimbledon defender, Ben Hennigan, who had three or four little trips into the, into the uh, Ipswich box, got his head on most of them, and um, they let him have the run of their box again at the back post um, for the equaliser in the 95th minute, which was eventually eventually put in by Jack Redoni after um, Hladke spilled it. So, mm. yeah, some lessons not learned there. But honestly, I think if they'd managed to to stay 2-0 up for any longer than three or four minutes, if they Paul Cook said it after the game, if they'd, they'd scored two really good goals in there, um, had they been able to to stay 2-0 up for 10, 15 minutes, the game would have been killed. They'd have got their first win and, um, yeah, things would have been a, a little different and they wouldn't have had to sign the likes of Bursant Salida and, and Sam Morsi in the relegation zone, which, which you never know, might have added a few extra quid to to certain transfer deals. Who knows? But, um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully this is almost a, almost a little mini era in itself, this kind of, stumbling block spell of August 2021. It's mad that they got to the end of that without without a win. But hopefully we look back at August 2021 as the time where everything changed kind of and deadline day can draw a line under that and we can start afresh as we've discussed in that Bolton game. 
Mm. Winning in August for losers, mate, really. I mean, they've done it. They've done it for the last couple of seasons and didn't really get anywhere. Um, nothing's won in August. They're in this for the long haul. Uh, and now they're going to rip off 30 in a row, mate. You watch. 30? Wow. Why not? Go big or go home. Imagine that. And this, this is a team that can certainly go big. Um, so we will see. Yeah, um, I'm not sure it's pro- it merits really more more chat than that, to be honest, the Wimbledon game. It, it seems like a bit of a lifetime ago, doesn't it? And again, obviously things have changed since then and we expect the, the squad to look very different next time they trot out at Fortress Portman Road against Bolton a, a week on Saturday. So yeah, um, there we go. Anything else to talk about, Hutchie, before we uh, go to bed? <laughs> Not together, uh, although although I'm not so, saying I wouldn't not saying I wouldn't be up for that. <laughs> you've, you've, had, you've been drinking. Um, how many of those have you had? Just the lighting one, on this. This lighting shows up all the little puffy boulders in my face. I'm not normally very vain, but um, you, you haven't got puffy boulders. What are you on about, mate? Ah, uh, I've got a potato face. Like one of those, <laughs> with bulging little bits of face just coming out. Odd one cheekbones higher than the other. It's, not put not put together i think i was put together in the dark but um yeah i'm going to sort out a new light for video viewers that's um that's about all i've got to say lighting lighting is key friends in tv and in life lighting is key um that's that's a truism um support our sponsors friends i've already mentioned them um use the code koa at manscape.com for 20 percent off and free delivery and also make sure you got your tickets for that excellent new show coming to the new Woolsey Theatre in a couple of weeks. Never lost at home and look out for that show we're going to do uh, next week. We've got that lined up, so there'll be another KOA special coming your way. Something a bit different, a bit theatrical. And as we know, as we found out last week, actually, we've got long and distinguished uh, careers behind us treading the boards. So we are definitely the men to do that. Um, I wonder if you can get some acting tips or maybe hand some out. Um, wow. Having, having yeah. led, I'm sure the guy who plays Bobby Robson will, will be interested to hear about your leading role as a shark in the school play. Um Still hoping for pictures and, Im- and moving images to emerge. There's definitely no move. There's definitely no moving images, but I would I would be shocked if there isn't a photo around somewhere. Fingers crossed, um, Mrs. Mrs. Hutchie. Um, if you are that's listening, that's what she's called. That's what she's called. So. <laughs> if someone can get a message to her, I'd love to see a picture of young Hutch as a as shark number one in said play. Um, right, that's it then. It's gone midnight now. Ipswich Town have signed 19 new players. The transfer window is shut, at least for another summer. It's been a remarkable time in Ipswich Town history. It's been remarkably good fun to talk about it tonight and also have you along with us. Um, I know a lot of you are going to be listening to this in the wee small hours. This is why we wanted to record it straight away. So it's there for you to listen to, um, as I say, ready for you on a Wednesday morning. Apologies for not bringing you on on Monday, but things were kicking off and we thought we'd be better to wait. Um, follow us across all our social medias, Kings of Anglia on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We've had a couple more of them, which is great because it helps us greatly in the visibility in the charts. And Andy, how can we get to this point of the show without mentioning something quite exciting? <laughs> we have been nominated, shortlisted friends, for the best EFL podcast in the Football Choice Awards. And this is good because it's been voted for by you, the listeners. Um, I remember the Smash Hit Awards back in the day. It was always the fan choice. That was the big one. Um, so it's tremendous. It's, it's really, really good, isn't it? it it's so nice that, that listeners have voted for us and we're, in the, we're on to the shorter list. And now, friends, we've got to go on and win it. We've got to go on and win it. And I'm not going to sit here and, and, and use false modesty or be kind of saying humble, just saying it's nice to be nominated, whatnot. No, we want to go on and win it. Um, a, because it would be great for the KOA Army. And I feel like as a movement, as a, as a, as a community, it would be great for us to win. 
Uh, and also, bluntly, because we bloody well deserve it, mate. That award would look so good on that. If you move your head, look at the little, the little bookshelf in there. Sticking up, that would need that needs an award in there. Mm. Mm. Yeah, perfect. We've been talking about this this podcast being soon to be award winning um, for four years. Mm. Um, so I think the time the time has come. Please. Absolutely. I'm not going to be- not going to beg. Well, but, you know, still another just, week left. Just just help us out. Come on. Yeah, friends. If you could if you you've been good enough already to vote for us onto the shortlist and if you would do your your bit to to vote for us to win, um we've shared links all over our social media, the Football Choice Awards. You can vote on Instagram, Twitter, and also via their their voting page. Hey, why not vote all three times? Three times a charm and we we get three extra votes from each of you. That'd be tremendous. I know from our listening figures, that if everyone votes who listens to this show, we'll storm it like town are going to storm the league. So um, if you could help us there, that would be tremendous, friends. Uh, and we do appreciate each and every one of you. It was great. I must say, Hutchie, it's great to see that the KOA fan social boys getting out and about as well after games. Um, now that's a movement. That is a movement. Absolutely. They are, they are a movement led by their fearless leader, Ross. <laughs> Storming Ipswich Town Centre on a on a Saturday night after a 2-2 draw with Wimbledon. Yes, indeed. I'm minded to suggest at some point we have some kind of big KOA night out. Now we can do those things again. I think it'd be good to get all the uh, the KOA um, people involved, the KOA army, the listeners, the uh, people who appear on the pod would be tremendous. Maybe coming up to Christmas, who knows? We'll have an- another live podcast, maybe, Hutchie. Um, we can do those things again. Well, last time we did one of those, they lost. They ruined yeah. it, didn't they? Yeah. They- mm, hopefully this team's different. Indeed. Right then, I've waffled on for long enough. It's now 10 past midnight. Um, it is literally the morning after the night before. Ipswich Town have made 19 new signings in this transfer window, friends. It's not a drill. It has actually happened. And today, slash yesterday, they signed Bursant Salina and Sam Morsey. Is this the thing, the signings that are going to catapult Town into the upper echelons of League One and then into the Championship and then into the Premier League. Will we look back on this historic night, this late night show and say that, my friends, is when it started? Let's hope so. Um, Have a great rest of the week. We'll speak to you again soon. Night, night. Night, night. (laughs) From true crime to football, Brexit to Oakville, more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.
二十二。